always say success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing or learning to do. And of course, it is always with God's grace that we succeed. Welcome to Life Expressions. I'm your host, Chari Hineti Elon. Today, I'm going to talk to an amazing woman who aspires to inspire many others through her books and, of course, through the way she lives. She is Anarita Compio Reyes, an author of the autobiography book, Woman of Hope, which tackles her life, struggles, and triumph from her home country, the Philippines, and as an immigrant to the USA. She has a new book called 365 Days. Anarita is a go-getter, a goal-oriented person, risk-taker, and many more. She is known for being magnanimous and for her generosity, as well as a mother to her two loving sons, Joseph, who is diagnosed with autism, and Jericho. She is a wife to her husband, Randy. It is her topmost priority to make their family life focus on serving God and radiating goodness to the community. She's been in the academe since 2003 in the USA, from being an educator, preschool program manager, and site director for Story Road Preschool Campus in the Grail Family Services in San Jose, California. She has been working with infants to school-age children, and most recently, she was a family support specialist and center director at Kidango. Anna Rita is, has a child development program permit from the California Commission on Teacher Credentialing. She graduated as a magna cum laude and Cici Puede awardee from the National Hispanic University in 2012. And she was chosen for a graduation speech and took her master's at Walden University. She's involved in both civic and church services, especially during the pandemic, even until now, of course. She has given free catechism classes to children since 1988 and is a volunteer for infants and kids in the community. Really an amazing woman, Anarita. Hi, Anarita. Welcome to Life Expressions. Hello, Chari. How are you? I'm good. How about you? How are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you. I'm so happy for giving me opportunity to be interviewed here in Life Expressions, especially podcast in Canada. So <laughs> it's my pleasure. Of course, the honor and pleasure are all mine, Anarita. Tell me about your story. I have heard so many wonderful things about you and what you have been doing there in the U.S. Yeah, um, I know that people always ask me about my life journey. So I came to the U.S. in 2003. And of course, everybody came to the U.S. always of a dream and goal in life to become successful. But of course, when you start your journey here, it's not like you get it right away become successful, but it's a lot of challenge that I went through. And even in my book, it's written there how um, I live in the shelter. It's a place for the people who don't have place to live. And like, uh, if you're a homeless, so that's how I started my journey. So being there, I got motivated and challenged because I came from the Philippines, of course, in Bacolod City, we're the same hometown. Yes. Yeah, so I came from other country, coming here as an immigrant, a little bit challenging for me. Then um, my only family is my husband and my, my baby when I came here. Yeah, so a little challenging. And of course, I used to be a midwife in the Philippines. And I came here, the career is different. You know, it's a challenging applying for a job. And almost 50 jobs, I think I applied and I got denied for several times. I think because I think my career is not the, what I have in the Philippines to be work here in the U.S. It's different. 
So uh, that challenge, but give me a chance not to give up in life. I got motivated. I got inspired, especially when I live in San Jose Family Shelter. So the place, I've been there for five to six months. And this is a place, if you don't have a place to live, you don't have a house to live. So you, I'm sorry, you stayed in a shelter with your husband and your child. Or yes. is it just the first child or two children already? No, I have only one child when it came to when you came. baby. Yes. Yes, okay. a baby. So we live them together, my husband and my, my, young, uh, my older son, Joseph. At yes. the time, she's not diagnosed with autism yet. So uh, we live there. And then from there, I just looking for a job. And then um, I got inspired that going back to school. So when I'm in a shelter working in the daytime and in the nighttime, I go to school. What was your first job there? Uh, the first job I have, uh, I work in a family daycare as mm -hmm. a teacher assistant. Yeah. So after that, um, two, two months later, I moved into a district to be a cafeteria lady. So when you, you are in the cafeteria, you're helping the distribute food to the student, the yes. high school student, yes. the school district, that's my second job. And then from there, I go to school in the nighttime. So mm -hmm. when I was in the district, I heard about this, uh, you, need to, you have a chance to go to school. So yes. that motivated me to go to school in adult center. I take English class to develop my English language. And of course, I took uh, child development classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, after six months, uh, because I need to be resident in the U.S. for one year in order for you to go to the city college or the university. If not, because you're an immigrant, you need to pay a lot of money. So yeah. I wait another year. So after that, we moved from the shelter, we moved into the apartment complex. And then I continue my education to get my, my, earn my college, college degree. And every time I earn a degree, I move into a new job. So that's wow. how my life journey started. Yeah, so. so you were working in the morning and you were studying at night. Yes. Yeah, I'm working and then studying in the nighttime. And then for the second day, I got pregnant again for my second son. I only have two kids, anyway, both boys. So when I got pregnant, my son supposed to be taking nursing class. Yeah. Because I want from midwife to go to nursing mm -hmm. while I'm working the preschool program. But it's happened, I got pregnant, so it's hard for me to do it. And I'm not driving that time. So I need to change my you know my career so i decided to go to the child development because even you're pregnant you can still go to school yeah in nursing you need to you require to have um like a laboratory hour internship and i cannot make it and yes. it's a challenge on my part yeah so while i go to school so i move from other colleges to go to the university and then when i was in the university so i bring my two children with me wow. because they were elementary so i talked to my professor that i told him I want to be an educator. In order for me to fulfill this dream, I need to bring my son with me in school because I don't have my own parents here. I don't have a brother and sister here in the US. So only me and my husband and my two sons. But I'm fortunately, um, my professor allowing us because there's another student bringing their own children too. So we let our own children in the back of the class and they, you know how they're doing their homework. And at the same time, me and we're in front of the class listening to our professor until we graduated our Bay degree in 2012. Yeah. yeah, I could just imagine how difficult life was for you and your children, and of course your husband, when you were juggling everything between work and studies. And they were supposedly, I believe they were also very cooperative and supportive of you, of your endeavors. Yeah, so it's challenging because my husband working graveyard. So she working from six, I mean, eight o'clock in the evening, 
mm-hmm. all the way to the morning six in the morning. What was the job of your husband? At the time, I have been working as security officer in a flea market. Yeah. And then I work in a preschool program. And then my kid going to school. I'm the one who picked him up. And after that, we eat our dinner. Sometimes I get my husband dropping the kid to me before I go to university. So like we try to manage our schedule. Yeah. yeah. And then what year my did you graduate? Me, my husband is not home because he's working in flea market. Oh, yes. What year did you graduate? Uh, actually, I graduated about three times. <laughs> because wow. first I graduated, uh, first I taking only like um like a, like a vocational class, you know? I think that in the University uh, of City College and the Bergen College, I'm taking like a certification for early child education. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I moved to the university. I got a scholarship during Barack uh, Obama administration for working mom. But in order for me to be a full, we required to be a full-time student because I'm a full, uh, full-time scholarship. Yeah. So yeah. that was a little bit challenging because I need to be, I have classes Monday to Saturday and all evening classes and Saturday each other, I think in the morning to the afternoon. So I don't have choice, so I need to do it because I have a dream to become successful in life. And so thankful because my kids are able to understand, they join with me and they come with me in the class. Yeah. How many hours did you sleep at that time? <laughs> Honestly, there's a time I didn't have enough sleep. Three hours, four hours is more for me. And there's a time, especially if you have a lot of homework, because just imagine I have five to six classes, five yes. to six subjects in order for you to be a full-time student. Because you have a requirement to be, a, you know, in order for you to get a scholarship, you need to be a full-time student. Correct. Yeah. So until now, I'm just thinking how I made it, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you definitely made it. And yes. now you wrote about your story. You're trying to inspire a lot of people with your story, especially Filipinos, because your story is about being an immigrant and making it and making it big there. So how yes. do you think you were able to make it? You said, I could not even believe that I made it, but you did. So tell yeah. me, what's the secret? I think because my husband that, you know, believed that I can do it. And we talked that, you know, she cannot take care of the kid in the evening because you're working full time in yeah. the evening graveyard. And then I work in the daytime. So she's dropping up the kid in the morning. I pick him there up in the afternoon. And then they go to after school program. So sometimes there's a time I even eat in my breakfast, my lunch at work. And sometimes I did it in my car because my husband let them eat the dinner when I take them to go to my university. Wow. And then they need to be with me. And then we go home around 9 or 10 o'clock in the evening. So that's time I let them give shower with them and go sleep. I make sure they do their homework while in the back of my class. Yes. Yeah. I think there's only this time a year that I think it's a very best year for me, 2011, because the time my mom came to the U.S. So my mom can watch them. This is a one year there. Yeah. Because I graduated in 2012. There's a big help when my mom is there because she can cook, she can help me a lot. So I didn't need to bring the kid in the university. They stay home with, with their grandma, their Lola. Yeah. yeah. That's a good thing that helping me a lot. Yeah. And, but a year later after my graduation, my mom went back to Bacolod. Because mm-hmm. it feels so sad here, she's homesick. Yeah. So she decided to, yeah, to go back to Bacolod. Yeah, but I think um, the one that inspired me because I believe if you have a dream, you want to do something good and to better yourself. Because in our family from Bacolod, I'm the first one to graduate in college. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that is my goal that I want to pursue my dream. Because in the Philippines, I cannot able to pursue my education. I just, you know, midwife just only two years there. And then I always dreaming to be an educator. Yeah. Are you the eldest in the family? Hmm? 
Are you the eldest in your family? Yeah, I'm the second eldest of the family. And my older brother, the one with bedridden right now, he married at early age, 18 years old. So I want to break that cycle. I don't want to be, I'm not saying I don't want to be like my brother. What I'm talking is I want to have a better education because I believe uh, education is the mother of leadership. Yeah. And if you have a better education, you have a better future because mm-hmm. nobody can take away the education from you. That is you. Though I, I take my mind that I came to the U.S., I already hear when I got this opportunity, um, the only way you need is to be a full-time student and maintain your grade. But I'm so very fortunate because I surrounded with amazing people. And I was surprised because I'm not in the university where I attended um, my Bay degree, mostly are Latinos and of course mixed. But I became the president of the club. And then uh, people vote for me. You know, I become a leader. It's just challenging because you have a thesis, you have a homework. But I think because of my belief to myself and my prayer, so the way helping that uh, make me happy, make me to do it. And at the same time, my husband giving me opportunity to to focus what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's teamwork between you and your yeah. husband. And of course, your kids too were very supportive and understanding of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And now you are, shall I say, are you living the dream? What is it? Sorry. Are, are you living your dream now? Can you oh, say yes, I have achieved your dream? Yes, yeah. I, I do believe it. because I always think to everybody, it, it's my motto. You must make a choice to take a chance or else your life will never change. So nobody can do your dream. It's you, you know? Nobody can do it for you. It's you. And this is reminding me when I was in grade six in Bacolod, because I came from public school, Rizal Elementary School. And I'm not sure if you remember, uh, I'm not sure it's Congressman or Assemblyman, uh, Wilson Gamboa. Yes, he Senior. was an Assemblyman. Yeah. Assemblyman. Yeah, Wilson Gamboa is our guest speaker in 1986 in mm-hmm. Rizal Elementary School. And I'm the student who graduated that year. And then the first thing she told us during the graduation that uh, she went through a lot of challenges in order to, for him to become a, a lawyer. I think she's a yeah. lawyer and so many things. And believe me or not, I told myself during that time back in 1986, I want to come back to the school. I want to tell my story, my journey, and I want to be an educator. And it is true. And I was surprised 2017, 2016, they invited me to go back to the Tala Elementary School. And then the, the time 2018, have a chance to go back and to tell my journey in my life during the graduation day. And I told, wow. him, I told him the same thing, what happened to me that time as a student, as a graduate student in the Rizal Elementary School. You know, when I came to the U.S., I told myself, nobody can stop my dream because sky is the limit. Yes. Doesn't matter how old are you, doesn't matter if you're a mother or who you are, or even you have a disability or you're... Even you have a language barrier, even you are immigrant, no matter who you are, as long as you believe in yourself, you can do it. And I inspire with all the people being surrounded with me because they're helping me, they're encouraging me and inspiring me and they're even helping me. That yeah. is wonderful, Anarita. That is a beautiful story, especially that you share that when you were graduating in grade six, you heard a former assemblyman who I'm sorry who has already passed away, away yes. Wilson Gamboa and he inspired you and you said you told yourself you're going to come back and speak and share your story as a successful educator and you were able to do that that's yes. a huge achievement and a very inspiring story at that and mm-hmm. I like the way that you believe in yourself despite 
everything, despite the challenges nor the difficulties, you were able to make it because of mm -hmm. the fact that you believed in yourself and because of the support that you had as well in mm -hmm. your environment, like you mm -hmm. said, have amazing people who supported you, who believed in you. And mm -hmm. so now you wrote this book, Woman of Hope. Yes. Tell mm -hmm. me about this book. Yeah, um, I think 2018, the same year, I think 2019, before I graduated the Philippines for my sister's wedding. So I got invited to attend the workshop. It's a event to success. So those workshops, it's about most of the women in the area in San Jose, California. Mostly of them are the author of the book. Yeah. I think I'm the only one not an author being attended at workshop. When I was listening to the story, I got so inspired and I told them in my mind that I have my own story to tell, telling to myself while I'm listening to them. And I following that lady, her name is Sharon Rivera. She's a, a publisher, ghostwriter, and she has her own TV show here in California, in Comcast. Yes. So I following her in the Facebook that her that her workshop, Revenge to Success. That workshop is about the people who went through a lot of journey in their life. And some of them is a victim of domestic violence. Some of them, a lot of things that went through in their life, but they became a successful uh, author, coach, and many things. So I think in my mind, if you did it, why not me? Yes. So a year later, so pandemic came, you know, I went to the Philippines, pandemic came, but the burning desire in my heart still there. So, so March 2000, year 2020, and we shut down, right? Because it's yes. in place. So I got bored. So I called this another lady. Her name is Chandra Brooks. She's my coach. So I told her, she used to be my, um, okay. When I worked, we used to work together so many years ago. And her son is my, is my student. I'm a preschool teacher that time. Yes. So Sharin Rivera and Chandra broke their friend because mm -hmm. Chandra is the coach of Sharin Rivera. She's the one who encouraged Sharin to the book and everything, you know? So to make a story short, I reached out to this lady as Chandra. I told her I want to, to have a business. And she told me what you want to do. And she said, I didn't know. That's only my thing because I got bored, you know? And then when I end up the way, the reason why I, I start cooking a bacolor rest specialty. Yes. I longer, so I cook bacho, arroz palinciana, kanti, name any bacolor food so I can cook it. Because yes. back in bacolor, we have a carinderia uh -huh, inside yeah. the uh, liberated public market. Yeah. Yeah, the boning and emma carinderia that belong to us. Okay. Back home. So yes. I know how to cook from my parents, right? So during pandemic, I start cooking and people notice what my cook because it's not common for people to cook uh, bachoy. It's not common to cook arroz balinciana, kanti, linaga, or any bakulunan food. Correct. So, I love they love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm thinking my, my body is bedridden. So one way to make a business for a cost. Yes. And then, so, you know, I get inspired by Chandra. I do whatever you skill. Your talent turn into business. That's how everything started, like cooking. Yeah. And then, since the pandemic, we work at home, I'm still bored. So mm -hmm. then I end up writing my... Um, my book, so I called Shireen and I sent a one page of paper. I did yeah. my life journey. I started my life, it came to the year. I only have two dollars money in my pocket. Applying a job, I was 50 job. I got denied because of my lack of experience. There's so many things that we consider why can I get the job. And then I saw her that I graduated my BA degree, I got my master degree. I've been invited for so many places for be a speaker to tell about my life journey inspiring yes. other immigrants. Yeah. yeah. So everything, so she told me, okay, you can write your book and all that stuff. So she then helping me to give me a job how to do it. And then after, 
few months later, so I have my first book. This is The Woman of Hope. Yeah, it's an inspirational um, book, uh, Woman of Hope, Finding My Purpose as an Immigrant. So that how everything started. And then um, even my child, I've been surprised. There's a lot of things happened after that. Yeah, so from cooking to writing the book, and I joined into the Powerhouse Academy, mm-hmm. and that is where I met my coach, Chandra, and Chandra guiding me, and she told me that I have a gift of speaking. Yes. She told me, I have a gift of speaking, why not share to us? And I said, actually, I already, th- I already talked in my, my home country because I got invited. And she told me, forward the video, like before why to share in a group. And she told me, you know, you have a gift. You have- and at the time, I'm so scared to come in the Facebook Live or anything, but she got inspired me. You need to do it because your story can inspire so many immigrants. Very true. Yeah, yeah. that how everything started. And even now, I even watched her fight. A lot of people sending me a message. Those who read my book from young children to senior citizens to immigrants from different countries in other parts of the world. Yeah. And your book is available on Amazon as well. Yeah, different Amazon in other countries. Yeah, I think 13 countries, uh, included Ireland, uh, other countries, yeah, Australia, even the only Asian country, I think only two Asian countries, Japan and India, part of Europe. They have their, of course, USA and Canada. And, and now, in the Philippines, uh, we have a public already. Hmm? Can they buy it too in the Philippines? Now in the Philippines, the Woman of Hope is available in the publisher. So we just published there recently because there is no Amazon there. Yeah. Yes. So it, they would get a hard copy of the book too. Yeah, they have so. a hard copy of the book. I think they have, uh, I'm not sure, lulu.com yeah. there and then bookimon.com. And then I forgot other name, you know, because my focus is here in the US. Yeah. But your story is truly inspiring. Yeah. Now you just recently launched another book. It's called yes. 365 Days. Yes, I have 365 books. And this is the book I really love to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Year of purpose, year of positivity, year it's of a year of purpose, year of positivity, and year of prayer. Year of prayer. Yeah. Actually, the book I got inspired because MJ Philippi, I know him. So yes. uh, I got interviewed by the EBCBN, you know, yes. the, the video report about the Tarpa Troll. Yes. So I told him I have a new book that I'm working on. And she told me what the title actually, I said 365 days here of purpose. And there's another word. And she told me why you didn't make it into three feet. Today in a year of purpose, positivity, and prayer. Uh, this is the title of the book because every week of this book, they have um, something for you to focus. Example, mm-hmm. uh, in the month of February, right? It's about the month of love. They talk to you how to love your, your family or your husband. They talk to you how to love your, your parents, how to love the, your enemy and how to love yourself. And then they have a prayer in the end, mm-hmm. and it's a challenge what to do. Mm-hmm. Example, for this week, the challenge is how to remember your parents, how to visit them, how to write a letter, to them, how to make a food for them, how oh, to pray sweet. for them. So those challenge that encouraging you that how to live in your life with purpose, including your family, and how to bring positivity for the people you meet, and how to offer prayer for every people that have been part of your life journey. Okay, so every month there is a theme or yeah. something to do. Okay, yeah. so that is so actually every week you have something to do. Every, every week. month you have a theme. Example, okay. the January is about uh the month of hope. So in February it's about the month of love, and then every every month of different thing. Yeah, Anna yeah. Rita, when do you think you had that breakthrough? 
you said that, yeah, you struggled, you stayed in a, uh, what do you call that? In a shelter in 2003. And now you're living the life. You're an author of two books. You are a community leader. You are uh, helping out in philanthropic works. When did you have that breakthrough? When do you have break you? When did you have that breakthrough? When do you think that led everything to this kind of life? When did you say, okay, th- I think that started it Never all. Anything. Yeah. When do you think mm-hmm. your success started? I think it started, um, I think when it came to the U.S. Because I know what I saw, honestly, when it came to the U.S. in August 30, 2003, until I get out in San Francisco, we landed. First thing it came to my mom, my mind, I said, I'm not going back to the Philippines if I'm not successful. I want to make sure when I go back, I have something to share to my family. I got my degree, I get a better life, I can help my family. I think it started from there, you know, because I'm a dreamer and at the same time I'm a believer and I am an achiever. I never let my dream to stay in my heart. I try to put an action and my passion how to do it. And I try to, every single day, I always think, Lord, you give this gift to me. I don't want to keep it only in myself. I need to do it something. I want to make a difference in my own life and to be a good example for my own kids, my own family, and the same time to the people around me and the community. And the other thing is, when I feel that I got better in my life, I going back to my community. I try to find a way Especially in the weekend, I try to, the, so the weekend, I try to go to the shelter or the homeless to helping them. Because I know I came from there. I know how they supported me and helping me to fulfill my dream. So fulfilling my dream is not only, it's why they said my success is not my success. It's a team effort, the people supporting me and believing in me. And because I believe the particular uh, ingredient of success is to believe. It to believe in yourself and to believe the people who are believing in you and you're trying to find a way how to do it. That is yes. wonderful. Truly very inspiring, Anarita. If there's one thing that you would like to impart to your kids who are living with you there in San Jose, what would that be? Um, one thing that impart my kid how to give priority about the dream and believe on the child and to try to find a way to do it. Because even you have a dream and believe if you don't find a way how to do it, there's nothing happening to you. Yeah, being a dreamer, you need to be a believer and at the same time, you are an achiever so that you can be able to fulfill whatever you want in your life. Yes, and don't just wait for things to happen to you. Don't be a procrastinator. Take action and get results. And that's what yeah. you did. You believed in yourself and you took action. You took risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a risk taker. You know, so the way I, this year reminded me when I went to the Philippines, one of the teachers told me like, we remember you when you was a student in paper psychology when I taking my midwife class, because they told me sometimes the student is scared to do injection all the time. I always volunteer myself, you know? Always. Yeah, I always volunteer, even, you know, in elementary, in high school, even in college. I always volunteer myself, even here. Yes. You know, because people, I don't know why they scared to be volunteer because me, I'm a risk taker. I always tell myself 50%. 50% if you not do it and you feel it's okay because you're learning something from it. But that is your chance to do it. You know, you need to try to do it because nobody will do it for you. 
that absolutely i totally agree with that you've got to do it yourself because nobody will do it for you truly well said anarita i wish we had more time to discuss but my last question is what do you think is the best trait you have that you think should be followed by everyone else yeah so people know me now here it's like my trademark now it's a woman of hope that uh, allow me to speak in Tagalog. Yes, <laughs> Because what yes. I always say. Go ahead. Yeah. So, ang lakbay ng buhay ay palagi may pag-asa. At nasa Diyos ang awa, pero tayong tao ay magtiwala sa ating sarili. It meant to say, in the life journey, there's always a hope. And God is always asked to guide us. But it is us, the human beings, need to find a way to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anarita. You have a beautiful story to share and I wish you more success and I wish that you will continue to inspire more people, not just there in the U.S., but of course back home in the Philippines. More power to you and congratulations to your two books, The Woman of Hope and the 365 Days of Positivity, Purpose, and Prayer. Yes, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And of course, I would like to give a shout out to my very good friend, Rajime Tanyo Adeliano. Thank you so much for introducing me to Anarita and allowing me to invite her to be my guest in this podcast. Once again, Anarita, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Charlie. I appreciate for this opportunity and always remember that we have 365 days in our life. We always live our life with purpose, with positivity and prayer. Absolutely. I totally agree. Thank you once again. Thank if you, you like this episode, please like and subscribe to Life Expressions. I'm your host, Charinette Elon. My guest is Anarita Reyes. Don't forget that you don't need to be a procrastinator. Don't wait for things to happen to you. Make things happen for you. Make opportunities happen for you and through you and be a positive influence. You can make a difference in your life, just like Anarita did. Once again, Anarita Reyes, thank you and congratulations. Till next time thank here you. on Life Expressions. Yeah.